You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You know, last week, I promised a big show. We didn't announce the guest, but I promised everything was going to come in big. And I think I delivered. Steve Buchanan here, along with my co-host Julian Edlow. A three-man crew for this show once again. And the studly man that you also see on your screen. If you're listening to this, go watch it, because it's worth watching, because of all the studs on this show. Ryan Hodge from Fantasy Labs is joining us here, too, as well. Having some drinks, looking good. Happy to have you on the show, man. Hey, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Julian. Um, I don't know if I'd go with three studs, maybe two studs, one dud, typical NBA build or something <laughs> like that. So, um, but yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the intro. Too kind. Got to put you on the pedestal. And then, of course, we're here to talk about all of the props that you can bet over on the DraftKings Sportsbook. As Super Bowl is approaching just a mere days away as we record this Thursday afternoon. We have a lot of props that we want to fire off and get into that noggin of yours as you're watching. Maybe have some pushback on some, maybe some that we like, but we're going to discuss all of that here. I'm just going to kick things right off. I'm going to go with one of my favorite plays on this in this game here. We're going to start off with Tyree Kill. Going over 92 and a half receiving yards, which is currently at minus 125 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Getting a lot of love on the over here. 93% of the handle is on the over. 90% of the money is on the over because why would you want to bet the under on this guy? Could you imagine betting the under on this and feeling good about this, watching the Super Bowl and going, I really want Tyreek Hill to go under here. I just don't see it happening. When these two teams met earlier in the season, that was the game that Tyreek Hill went absolutely ham. 13 catches, 269 yards, do a little quick division there. That's an average of 20.7 yards per reception. The lowly guy that was on the Buccaneers that took the brunt of this offense from Tyreek Hill was Carlton Davis, who allowed nine of those catches for 211 yards, like just absolutely smoked. So if you're the Buccaneers, probably maybe want to keep Davis, you know, out of coverage against Tyreek Hill. But it's also kind of surprising, too, when you look at that, because obviously Tyreek Hill is the primary slot receiver for the Chiefs, and Carlton Davis rarely covers the slot. So all of that work, basically all of his um, production there came on the outside. He's going to mostly see Sean Murphy bunting, another cornerback you can target against, by the way. Don't worry about him. But another another cornerback that you can target against it. But they mostly came against Davis already. Davis in the playoffs has been a massive liability for the Buccaneers has allowed 16 receptions, 273 yards and three touchdowns scored against him. Ryan, we'll start with you, bud. What do you think about the over on this one? 
Yeah, you, you said something in the beginning too, where look, if you're depending on your goal for the Super Bowl, if you just want to sweat and you're doing this socially, if you're really trying to, to grind, a, grind out a profit, I think will dictate what you are and are not betting. But either way, I like this for the sweat and for the true value here. I would project it for just shy of 100 yards, which I believe puts it at about eight or nine yards uh, on the over versus what, what yeah. DK has it on the sports book, right? 92 and a half, maybe, um, I think is, is the current line. So, um, yeah, and even if you start to bump up his market share with maybe a limited Demarcus Robinson or a limited um, Sammy Watkins, right, with Demarcus hitting the, the COVID list. Look, the, both of these guys are expected to play, but still, the extra couple routes, you start to bump up his market share to 27%, and it, we go over 100 yards. So from a raw number, I think it's great. And then just the volatility that comes with Tyreek Hill, every single – look, if you have the under – Every single time Patrick Mahomes drop backs and he holds onto it for that over two second mark, you know, he's looking to target somebody deep. You're like, well, that's probably my, my under busting on Tyreek Hill right now, because you know, he just needs one or two um, as, as a lot of these receivers do on the chiefs. So I, right. I totally uh, agree here and definitely in stuff with the over for Tyreek Hill. Julian, don't be a coward. Give a case for the under. <laughs> the case for the under is that, Tyreek Hill had happen. 200 yards in the first quarter of the last time these teams met right. and finished, <laughs> right. with, finished with 269. So they somewhat shut him down for the last three quarters after making adjustments. That's my, you, you told me to make an argument. Let's not, now you're talking about Carlton Davis too. Um, let's not pick on poor Carlton because the Bucks threw him to the Wolves in that game and said, go cover Tyreek Hill one-on-one. We learned very quickly that that didn't work. Then they started doubling him. They start bracketing him, and it got better. Um, it also got better because he had already had such a massive game, and uh, Tampa, uh, Kansas City rather was was up big in that game. Even though Tampa wound up covering the three and a half, that was a backdoor fourth quarter cover. Uh, so I'm not going to bet the under on on Tyree Kill, uh, but I'm very curious to see how this game starts in terms of Tampa's coverage. Sure. Are they going to let it ride and try and play Hill one-on-one? And then when he gets that first big bomb, then say, okay, we got to make the changes again. I, I hope they're not that dumb, but maybe. Uh, or are they going to be all over Tyree Kill? And then it opens up, okay, let's look at some Travis Kelsey props. Uh, and Tampa struggles against, against tight ends to begin with. So I think Kelsey is a guy that we, we need to talk about just as much as Hill. So it's, it's really how Tampa decides to start this game defensively um, that's, that's going to be really intriguing to me. I, I think that, you know, I was looking – you can bet first quarter props, first half props in terms right. of yardage. I was thinking they have to – Tampa has to be all over Hill early in this game. Maybe you look at some Kelsey first half yards or receptions – uh, and Hill's the guy that comes into play late after they adjust to Kelsey. Um, I, I'm not going to play the the under on on Hill, but I will say maybe there's a, a a chance for a slow start there, just for some over adjustments to to not let Hill break this game open early like the last one did. Hodge, let me let me run to you real quick because just caught, talking about Kelsey here, I didn't really have any props specifically that I like for him, but. I'm a little bit nervous about him in this game. I wouldn't say the Buccaneers are a great team against opposing tight ends, but they haven't been a bad team against them either. And obviously what Travis Kelsey has been doing has been like ungodlike 
you know, basically for the past two months, like he's been nearly unstoppable. I mean, you can almost count on him for grabbing 10 catches you know, over a hundred yards, but for whatever reason, I don't feel great about him in this matchup. Like I would rather go with somebody like Tyreek Hill or maybe someone like Chris Gobner if I'm taking an over reception, you know, or yardage on for whatever reason, I'm just kind of weary on, on Travis Kelsey. You kind of feel in the same way, or am I a complete idiot? And I should just keep riding Travis Kelsey in this unbelievable streak that he's been on. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good hot streak. Tampa Bay does struggle against covering opposing teams, tight ends. I do think that Travis Kelsey's props are inflated. Uh, yeah. I think, I think some of them are just way too high. If he ends up with, you know, let's just say like call it 24% of the team's market share of, of targets. And then you kind of give him like five or six catches. Like I, I think he definitely comes in on the under and that's, that's, you know, I think that's a, a reasonable projection for him. Um, you have to start really looking into his outlier situations for him to crack 95 yards. Yeah, um, sure. And he's had a ton of outlier situations recently. So they seem less outlier, but they're still outlier. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't have any action down on any Kelsey props. I avoided his anytime TD props. It's just like way too juiced up. You, right. you have to get, you know, the, the um, two plus TDs anytime on a guy like Kelsey to really go plus money on something like that. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on just, Look, sometimes the best bet is a bet you don't make. I think I'll say that a few more times during this show since we're talking about so many player props, but that's just, that's where I'm at. Another one I want to talk about here, and this is getting a little juiced up for my liking right now, but I still think this number is just so incredibly low that I'm surprised it's still sitting here. Clyde's Edwards Elaire at seven and a half rush attempts. It's up to minus 143 right now. You know, 143 usually stands for I love you. I don't love the line, but I do like the number. So this is where I'm like, this is like a two-parter for me. So he practiced fully on third, uh, on Wednesday, full practice. And we're expect to see a full workload from him into this game. I mean, last week when he did return, he played on just under half of the offensive snaps for the Chiefs. We also have Le'Veon Bell coming back. So there is that in the mix. But if you like the over on this one, I feel like you also have to take the under on Darrell Williams, eight and a half carries because if, Clyde Edwards-Aguilera is healthy and Le'Veon Bell is healthy. Where is Williams going to get these eight and a half carries? Because I don't see it. But when CEH has been healthy, he's taken 10 carries in 10 of the 14 games that he's played, including week 11 against the Buccaneers. I know the Buccaneers are a good run defense. I don't care about that. All I need is Patrick Mahomes to hand them the ball and run forward eight times to win this bet. Am I like totally crazy? We'll start with you, Julian. Or is this just one that it's just, I feel like you got to take it. Take some of your Dogecoin, you know, profit and put it in this one. I mean, it is low uh, and it's low for reasons, but it's, it's low. So the, it's all about the unknown. How healthy is he after, you know, coming back and, and barely playing and not doing anything with those carries uh, in the AFC championship game? How healthy is Bell? How much is he going to factor in? How much does Kansas City trust Williams after Williams got the job done in the AFC Championship yep. game with his touches? Uh, you know, three-headed backfields can be messy, especially when you have – they're all so different too. It's, you know, the young back of the future that's banged up, what's he going to do? The washed-up guy that's also banged up that's been so good in the past. 
the guy that's healthy, that's produced for you lately that you have right there, that if you need him, you have him. Like it's, it clouds things up so much that I feel like I don't want to get involved with it. One thing that you said that makes sense that I know I don't want to do, like I want to, if I'm going to bet the Kansas city backfield, I'm going to pick my best bet and bet it. I'm not going to bet CEH over and Williams under and compound the problem. If they wind up going to Williams 10 times and CEH six times, um, then you lose twice and you look like a big dumb idiot, Steve. Uh, so I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I hate the bet. I'm just saying I, I, don't know how to figure it out. It's also a Tampa run defense that's been so spectacular. And you just gave Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars. So why not throw it a bunch and just avoid running altogether? I don't know. It's it's a low number. It catches my eye for sure. I just don't know if this is the spot where I want to play. Hodge, big crypto guy. I know, you know, you and I are doing well in the crypto market right now. What do you think? Yeah, so I don't know about those Dogecoin profits. Really depends on when you when you got in there. But I, I will. I'll say, show you my account. I'll show you my good, account. Good, good. <laughs> hey, sharp, sharp money there. Um, the seven and a half is too low. Eight is too low. Eight and a half is too low. Nine is too low. Uh, if you if you give him fifty percent of this team's rush attempts. Yep. That, that leaves a lot of other market share for, honestly, there's three other backs because I think you do have to account for 10 to 12, maybe in 15% of market share of rushes with a healthy toe for, for Mahomes, right? Like sure. I think, I think Mahomes definitely gets one down at the five, like the, those, those are going to happen. Okay. Um, if you give him 50% of the team's market share of touches, which I think is a very conservative rush attempt, uh, market share of rush attempts, he, he eclipses seven and a half. And I don't even think it's a sweat. I mean, this is one of those things where like we could be tweeting at halftime, like, hey, didn't even have to sweat it with a green checkbox next to the over, right? Like standard tout, tweet 101, like right at the half, just bang, lock it up, profit, baby. Um, but I, I do I do think it's too low. The juice is high, but it's a way too low of a number. If I don't know if DK allows you to do this, but can I push this to eight and a half? Can I buy a rush attempt to get to get 120 or, or something like that? Because I would be more inclined to do that, but sure. I still think 143 is a fine number. Uh, and I think seven and a half is way too low. So real quick, we, there, there are plenty of adjusted and alternate numbers. We can't get that. It is the Super Bowl, so I don't know what's coming. As far as I know, awesome. we can't get that, but considering it's still Thursday and it's what's the juice yeah. right now? 143. 143. That doesn't mean Saturday night, Sunday morning, this isn't going to be eight and a half sure. plus 110 or eight and a half yeah. even money. Yeah, I would. So, so from a, a betting threshold, as people are listening to this of the week, I would bet this all the way to, to nine and a half, especially Ooh. as you start to get into plus money. Um, I, I think that this is look, at plus money at nine and a half, that's I think that's a fantastic bet. Um, because I, I I I have them for almost eleven and a half at fifty-one percent market share of the team's rush attempts. So I would feel I'm hoping and I would feel more comfortable doing this at like say eight and a half, even at like minus one ten. Yes. Um fair. rather than now, because I think it's one of these things where like if he gets it, like you said, it's gonna be 11, 12, 13, 14 carries. And if he doesn't get it, it's like all right, well, he's a little more banged up than we think. He's completely out of favor, and he got four or five, and, and Williams gets whatever, 12. Julian speaking like this is a guy who clearly doesn't invest in crypto. Hodge and I can just throw this out there. It's not a never said I wasn't gonna Never said I wasn't going to bet it. <laughs> I just said it's a murky backfield at, at the moment. 
Okay, so I just want to let anybody on a little secret here. The first co- couple props that we just threw out there were ones that I suggested. And Hodge has been on both of them. He did give us a little bit of a spoiler before the show started that we have to convince him on a couple. So I'm going to just guess that I'm going to go to this one here over four and a half sacks at plus 120. I'm going to guess this is one he didn't like. And let me let you know, this was one of Julian's suggestions, okay? Oh, yeah. Because let me let me tell you, Julian, I want you to set this one up because not only am I thinking you're going to have to convince Hodge, you're probably going to have to convince me too. So please, you set this one up and then we'll just tell you why this is awful. Well, I told you, you said, give me your three best bets. I said, I don't have any best bets on this game, but I'll send you three talking points. This is one of my talking points. All right, let's hear it. Sacks prop. I am intrigued by the over four and a half sacks at plus money. I know that the numbers might go against this in terms of these teams don't allow a lot of sacks. Um, Let's see. Tampa allowed 1.4 per game. Kansas city allowed 1.4 per game. That's not even three. So if we're going to see three sacks in this game, that's, that's an obvious under now looking into this game specifically i think it could be an outlier game i would like better than plus 120 to bet this and i'm hoping that because the numbers say it's an easy under that it gets bet under and maybe we can take it at plus 150 or something uh where it's more intriguing um in terms of sacks per game by the defenses this season these teams aren't bad kansas city not great 2.1 but over the last Three games, it's 2.7. They got four sacks in the AFC Championship game. Tampa's just under three per game. They sacked Aaron Rodgers five times in the NFC Championship game. Right. I think that Fisher being out for Kansas City is a huge deal. The dude backing him up was on Carolina's offensive line in the Super Bowl against the Broncos. He gave up the two biggest plays that changed that game. He gave up the play that led to the Broncos' defensive touchdown, and he gave up the play where Cam Newton famously didn't dive on the ball, uh, on the ball when it was uh, loose late in that game. That's the guy replacing Fisher that's coming in against a really good Tampa front seven. Mahomes can move around. He can get the ball out. It's different, but those plays were on Cam Newton during an MVP season. So I, I think that there's something to that. And then on, on the other end, I think that Spagnuolo's defenses have, brought pressure on Brady in big games. Um, And the the Tampa offensive line has been a huge, maybe the biggest improvement on that team this season, but we've seen it be bad. We've seen it be undisciplined to start the season. If there's any kind of regression in a game where we know when the pressure's there, Brady's going to drop. I just think this could be a, a, this is clearly a contrarian play. I just think this game might play out a little bit differently than we expect. And if we get better plus money here, or if it drops to three and a half, I'm interested. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah. So this one wasn't so much that I'm on like hard under it's more, I think I'm just, this is a bet that I'm not willing to take. I think it's priced yeah. pretty appropriately. The, the plus one ten. In, is enticing rather than even money or minus 110 or minus 115. I just think you have two quarterbacks who don't take a ton of sacks. Uh, I think you have two great offensive lines. I think Kansas City is like a top 10 offensive line unit somewhere right in there. And I, it's just, I think it's appropriately priced and it's not where I'm looking to, to get any action down at, um, you know, 
the thing is, if it goes to three and a half, you're, you're looking at minus 125, minus 130 then, right? Like, and is that really somewhere that you kind of want to get down on, on sacks? Like the JPP versus no Eric Fisher is a massive, massive yes. edge for the Bucks here. Like, I genuinely think it is one of the first things that we talked about uh, or that I talked about when I was looking at the Bucks money line at plus 145. So like, I think that's a big deal. I'm just, I don't know, four and a half is a lot. Yeah, so for me, like I think about if there was ever a situation as you were going to be able to get to Patrick Mahomes, it was going to be last time against the Bills because he was coming in with that, you know, injured toe, not as mobile as we usually see him, and they only sacked him once. They had him under pressure on 11 of his 39 dropbacks, so it was 28%, which has been about the average that Mahomes has been under pressure to begin with. But we look at the two teams here, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. When it comes to pass rush amongst the teams that were, last, that were left in the playoffs, these are two of the worst teams with, with, with rushing the, with the opposing passer. So I don't see a scenario where they get the over four and a half. Like, is there a way that they could come close? Yes, I could see them being at three. I think that's an obtainable number. I think people kind of keep thinking about those games where Tom Brady was against the Saints and he just couldn't, felt like he couldn't get a pass off. But the Saints were one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. And I think people keep thinking about that and how Brady's been under pressure when, quite frankly, other than those games against the Saints, that Buccaneers uh, defensive line has been very good at protecting Brady. So I don't think there's going to be much pressure from either side. I don't see this hitting four and a, over four and a half. It's a great number. But of the billions of bets that you could take on the DraftKings Sportsbook, this is not even the top 10,000 for me. <laughs> and that's actually probably being generous. I th- so go ahead. Put it this way. I, like, I don't know if I'm going to bet it. I just my, I went to this because I think this is going to be one of the keys of this game is like like we talked about that jpp matchup without um without fisher in there will tampa's offensive line remain as strong as it has after it was like so bad like you go back to like that bears loss like we know it has the floor to be really bad we know the 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 game script to beating brady in these kind of games historically it's been you know beaten to a pulp we know that you have to get pressure on them and then these two defenses did combine for nine sacks last week. And we're talking about all oh, these quarterbacks. Da, da, da. Josh Allen was, you know, an MVP candidate who has legs and can really move around. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP and is an all-time great, like, you know, Brady and Mahomes. And those guys were going down like a sack of potatoes two weeks ago. So I just think I, I have a feeling i have a lean uh, lean where i probably won't bet this and then i'll there'll be like six sacks in this game it'll be one of those games where i'll be like i knew it was going to be something weird like this and i did nothing about it and unfortunately for me it wasn't even my top ten thousand, so i didn't even really look into it <laughs> it's way down um, ryan I, i'm not i'm not trying to put you on the spot here but was there any props that you had like off the top that you were kind of interested in and but if not that's totally fine we'll move on yeah, I mean, I, I have one or two that that I thought were great. I thought Tom Brady MVP plus two hundred, I think, is a fantastic bet. Um, basically, the implied odds or the, the the percentage of the Bucks winning, I think, is like forty something percent, right? But you're yep. you're getting a little bit more with Brady MVP. Um, so you take that ten percent difference between the two, and I just I just think there's a little bit of value there. And if if the Bucks win. I think it's highly probable that Tom Brady is the MVP. I don't, it's a split backfield. Um, Look, unless JPP has all five sacks to hit the over, (laughs) like I'm not, I'm not sure what defensive players may be taking home the MVP. Um, Devin White's been good. 
<laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just like the, the outlier situations that have to happen for those types of yep. players to get it. It just, it's highly probable. And look, that's why the odds are the odds, right? I, I mean, he's, he's the favorite on the Bucks to, to win MVP, but look, I think if you're going to butt the bet, the Bucks money line, that's a lot of bees. Um, I, I prefer the value in Tom Brady instead at, at MVP. Do you no, real quick when you're, when you're doing that, just because it never feels great to the Bucks win and like whatever the last Patriots win, Edelman gets Super Bowl MVP. Um, because that feels so awful, do you split? The, you're already looking at an underdog, so like there's nothing wrong with Bucks plus 140 money line. Do you split this up at all? A certain percentage Bucks money line and Brady MVP? Yes, absolutely. So I'll still bet the the Bucks money line for sure, right? It's not that I'm just taking Brady and avoiding the money line. Okay. Um, so if you're going to say a unit is a is a hundred dollars, I would do a, a full unit or two units on the money line, and then do a half unit bet on like an MVP or something like that uh, on, gotcha. on Brady specifically. And there's some other outliers too that I think like um, if if you're kind of riding that Bucks train, like getting on some of those anytime TDs for like Leonard Fournette or, or, you know, over on Ronald Jones receptions, like you kind of start to um, take a little bit of the, the implied probability of the bucks winning, what kind of needs to happen. Maybe it's the over on four and a half sacks. Like I said, right. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot that comes into that. So anyways, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And this actually, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I th- this was the question I wanted to bring up too. When there's so many bets that you have, like obviously at the Super Bowl, there's millions and millions of bets that you can take. When you're taking yours and you're deciding what you want to do, do you almost have a game script in mind and then you kind of start making your bets in that way? So it's like, okay, so if you like the Buccaneers to win, now it starts making sense to kind of take some of these maybe anytime touchdowns, almost like building a, a, a daily fantasy lineup, but you're doing it with bets. Does that make sense? It, no, it absolutely makes sense. And yet, yes and no, there can still be value in Tyreek Hill's over on receiving, even sure. if I think the Bucks win, right? So like, not, not necessarily, but do I talk myself into an over on Leonard Fournette rush attempts because I think the Bucks might win? Maybe, right? Like they, not, not as much so. To me, it's still just value in the line. Is, is there, is plus 1800 for Patrick Mahomes is there any type of an edge? Do I make that line closer to plus 1500? Do I make that line closer to plus 1650? Yes. Right. Or no. So great. Right. Then I, I lay off of it or I take it. So not really, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's hard to get away from our own biases as we start to look at a game. And that's, I think ultimately what turns long-term profitable betters into long-term profitable betters is just continuing to follow a system. So um, but also it's a Super Bowl. Like I'm going to be waiver extended just like I am every year. It's great. <laughs> uh, getting back to some of the player props. Uh, this is one that really caught my eye and I'm surprised that the, the line is so inflated as it is, but this probably means it's going to end up being a loser. So I'm going to probably talk everybody into a loser here. The Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns in the first half is at plus 180. So I kind of dived into this a little bit because I said that those odds seem really high. Why are they so high? of Mahomes' career touchdowns have come in the first half. He has 37 in the second, which is, remember that number, because that's probably going to come into play on one of our other bets we're going to talk about, and 27 in the first. So then I kind of looked at what is Tampa, what are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers allowing in the first half? They allow an average of 13 points in the first half. That was just outside the top 10 in the league during the regular season. 
for me, going up against this secondary that has just been so unbelievably bad. Like, truly, it feels like after like week five or six, this Tampa Bay secondary has just been atrocious, like beatable on so many areas of the field. And teams are just marching down the field against them consistently. Now you have, you know, basically the face of the league, Patrick Mahomes, going up against the former face of the league and Tom Brady. I just feel like he's going to be constantly throwing the ball after Clyde Edwards Hilaire hits his eight rushing attempts. And he's just going to be constantly going downfield <laughs> against this awful, awful secondary. I am so surprised that this is at plus 180. But at the same time, there's got to be a reason why this is at plus 180. What do we think? So I mean, it, it's plus ahead, money man. for a reason, right? Just like we just like we've been talking about. The odds are the odds for a reason. Um Kansas, both Kansas City and I, I won't say Tampa, but Kansas City and Tom Brady have been, you know, slow starters in some of these bigger games. We remember yeah. last year, uh, every Kansas City game, they came out flat and then the miraculous comebacks. Uh, that happens again, going down 9 nothing to, to Buffalo uh, in the AFC Championship game. And Tom Brady has scored three points in the first quarter in nine Super Bowl appearances, which is a remarkable stat. Uh, not that that has anything to do with Mahomes' touchdown passes, but just, I guess, game script-wise, if we get out to these, like, grinders that Brady always seems to be in, um, you know, maybe you do win your, your CEH bet early and Mahomes isn't uh, <laughs> slinging two touchdowns in the first half. I know you want both of them. Uh, come out first three drives, nine runs to CEH, and then we can... <laughs> Then we can get to Mahomes slinging it. Tout those uh, green check marks. Go ahead. <laughs> so, look, I, I'm sort of with you. Uh, it, plus 180 does seem pretty good. Uh, I, like, I would think this would maybe be more around, like, plus 130, plus 140, um, nearly doubling your money on this. I, I don't mind yeah. that. And I will say, it's, I'm going to talk about second quarter scoring a little bit later. I think it kind yep. of fits into that. Like the Chiefs scored 21 points in the second quarter against the Bills last week. They're one of the best second quarter scoring teams in the NFL. So are the Bucks, which means the Chiefs are, you know, going to be going back and forth on, on offensive if Tampa is scoring as well. So for the odds, I, I don't mind this bet. No. I don't have a strong lean here, Steve. I think um, – I, I really do. I, I, don't, I don't have that big of a, a lean here. This is one of the ones where I said, I think you guys need to convince me on. I, I Look, I think Mahomes is accounting for close to 70%. That might be a slight exaggeration. It might be closer to like 66 or 67% of his, of his team's touchdowns. So like yeah. the Kansas City point, like it's, it all comes through Mahomes. So I am more likely to bet the over on like on an, higher alternate line of the total touchdown passes that he throws in all four, four quarters than just the first half you're, you're baking in unneeded variance into that first half. Um, and into, into the whole game, I think he's, I think it's the same. I think he might be plus plus one eighty for the over on three and a half for the whole game. And to me that, that feels like a, a slightly sharper bet, allotting yourself a little bit more time for the outcome to happen. Um, you know, so I just, I, I don't, I don't have a strong lean here. This is one of those ones where I was saying, you guys have to convince me. I here, here you go real quick. Mahomes yes. over three and a half touchdown passes is plus plus one eighty five. 
I prefer that. Steve, your bet stinks. <laughs> See, and that's that's what I'm saying. I think I I would rather take that. It's it's still difficult though, right? He could throw two. They're they're up. Then Ceh gets his eight touches in the in the third and fourth quarter, right? Um, and th- that also not touches, a, not touches, rushes. Sorry, right? Rushes, <laughs> rush attempts, rush attempts. I I you, thank you for the correction. Um, but let's let's be real. I don't know how many passes that guy's gonna catch, anyways. Um which also might be a decent segue into one of the prop bets that I know you guys wanted to touch on, which was Mahomes versus Brady's passing yards. And so I'm going to allude to that a little bit. So sorry if I'm jumping the gun. Go for it. But if we do think that Mahomes gets over two touchdowns or, or over one and a half, so gets to two touchdowns in the first half, does that not tend to start to give us a little bit of a game script towards the end of the fourth quarter, you know, seven, eight minutes left where, CEH is getting those rush attempts. Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball less, so we have to dial back his overall, you know, pass attempts. Chiefs are playing prevent, and now Brady is just throwing for 60, 70 yards on these drives, right? And and they maybe they kick a field goal and then an onside, whatever. I don't know, man. These outcomes are insane. But like, <laughs> anyways, segue into that other prop bet. So no, go ahead. I, I listed this one and the other two that I took were, were higher plus money bets. And this one is minus 165. So you're laying a lot of juice on this one. Um, Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo is not Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. I laid a lot of juice on a handful, probably about five Mahomes versus Jimmy G bets last year. And I think I went like four and one on them. Um, and, you know, even the loss at like minus 170 or whatever cuts into those profits, but you're still profitable. Uh, those worked out. Those worked out really well. The game script worked out fantastically yeah. in that one for any time Mahomes is down multiple scores, like slinging, then it's over. Like he's going to get stats, whether Kansas City wins that game or not. Uh, this one. I feel it goes a little bit hand in hand with me, I guess, giving the most resistance in the CEH prop, even though I, if you made me better, I'm, I'm betting the over. I, I don't know, like against this Tampa defense, I'm not convinced that like, why not just let the guy that you just gave $500 million throw it more, even, even when the game script goes later and you're, you're up a score with the ball throughout the game going against a top ranked rush defense. Like why not let Mahomes give screens to Kelsey, give screens to, um, to, to Hill. Look how, look how uh, Kansas city won that game against Cleveland. That wasn't even with Patrick Mahomes in the game. They're, they're going to Tyree kill short, Um, which just, we're talking about Hill's yard. I I, I like Hill's receptions um, just as much. And I think you can get plus money on it he's he's been he's a guy that you know they're gonna go to it's like their run game giving giving hill a screen pass so i mahomes got 482 i think in this matchup last time around i i think kansas city and i know steve you think this kansas city's secondary is a little underrated um they've done a really good job recently and tampa's is ones you can poke holes in so i i'm just confident enough that mahomes even if the even if kansas city's a front runner gets more yards. I, I think that Mahomes will do enough late um, based on the type of player he is and the, the matchup in the run game to, to keep that distance from Brady, even if Brady's putting up some numbers. So I think you guys went over this really well, so I don't have too much to add, but I'm doing the keto diet right now. One of the things I have to avoid is juice. 
there's a lot of juice on Patrick <laughs> Mahomes at minus 165. So I'm going to avoid that just like the diet. The problem is, is that, you know, we're talking about two vastly different secondaries with the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. And that's kind of where I get, you know, held up here. If these two, when these two went head to head this season, I, I tallied it up. When they played on the same weeks, active, whatnot, Mahomes won this bet 12 times, Brady won this four. Like it was so unbelievably lopsided when these two were head to head during the regular season. But I would much rather take the Brady side just because a plus 130 against, you know, probably one of the best quarterbacks with a plethora of weapons that he can throw to playing in a game script where he's behind. That's probably where I would be siding on for that one. So, you know, Mahomes is the answer, in my opinion, but that's why the line is set as it is. But I think if there's a more enticing play, the 130 for Brady is absolutely the play. If you think the Chiefs are going to win this, like I think the Chiefs are going to win this. I think the Buccaneers cover, but I think the Chiefs win this game outright. So, I would side with yourself a tight window. Well, I don't think that this is, there's no way this is a blowout. There's no way this is a blowout. I I don't think, I don't think that that's happening at all, but I have, you know, Buccaneers at three and a half. That's the magic number that I wanted to get it at. I have it at three and a half. It's back down to three, but you know, Julian, we've talked about this numerous times. How bad have the chiefs been against the spread, especially since that week eight matchup against the jets. Mm-hmm. They're two and ten or whatever, two and nine in that span. It's been atrocious. So they turned the Jets on last week, but or whatever, right. two weeks ago. So that's just kind of where I'm at on that one. Let's move over to the last one, which is you know we talked about this, Julian. You, you mentioned a little bit highest scoring quarter. I agree with you on this one. It's the second quarter, plus one sixty. That's technically the odds on favor, uh, favor for this one. But you look at what these teams have average, what they're scoring in the second quarter, 10.2 points, both for the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Looking at what they're allowing, the Chiefs allowing an average of 6.7 points, which is one of the lowest in the league. Tampa Bay at 7.4, which is just above league average. I like this one a lot because this is like a fun sweat for a specific quarter. Like, I love these quarter bets. I love the half bets. That's why I gave that Mahomes one. But both of you kind of spit on it and said it was dumb. So that's fine. You know, we'll save that for another day. But I love these quarter bets. Uh, I was happy that you brought this one out because I did want to talk about this a little bit. But that definitely seems like the play to make for me. Obviously, you can put all the data you want. You know, Ryan said it earlier. You can't, you can't really predict these games everything is wild and crazy but i i do like this one a lot yeah and again like this game is tough i don't have best bets this one just jumped out to me and i think it's a good spot to talk about you gave you gave the numbers on how these teams score in the second quarter and tampa also has one of the worst second quarter scoring defenses uh in the nfl the way these teams are playing like you know, Mahomes got 21 on the board in the second quarter against Buffalo. Brady, we saw we saw that half ended in, in Green Bay. Um, I don't necessarily yeah. think that's going to happen again, but it just speaks to kind of how Tampa's, what Tampa's attitude is, how they're playing at the moment. I actually think this is kind of a brutal sweat because <laughs> if you get a bunch of points in the second quarter, now you have to root for like no points in the third and fourth quarter. And it's like weird, like if I don't know if there's like if there's if you're a couple points short at going to the end of the third quarter, you got to root for like a field goal to end the quarter instead of a touchdown. And then you got to root for another under in the fourth (laughs) quarter. I think it feels like a mess. And I don't I've never I really haven't bet many of these. Hold on. I got to stop you for a second. I got to stop you for a second. You want to talk about brutal sweats. I need Ryan's opinion on this. Ryan, Julian loves doing these multi-day parlays. 
where like he'll he'll you know he'll parlay things that are like three or four days long. Is that like the worst thing you could ever do? Because I hate that. I, I need same day. Stop I'm not it, greedy. Stop I don't need quiet. to get paid tonight. No, no, quiet, quiet. He wants to do like three, four days of like basketball games or whatnot, like all this crap. Like I need same day before I go to bed. I need to know. What's your thoughts on that, real quick? Uh, I think you got to get your money in good, and Julian's probably doing that more times than than people who are who are getting their money in for same game parlay, right? Like, hey, let me tease, let me tease the bucks up to set to ten and a half, and the and the under down, and oh, I can parlay that with a anytime Mike Evans TD. I think you know. So it's just like uh, also from somebody who bets golf. Dude, I'm sweating for four days anyway. Oh, so like, I could never, ever, I could never. Yeah. Have you ever sweated a counter-strike match? I mean, those things can take 12 hours from start <laughs> to end. Like it, it's kind of in me to be okay with that. So no, I'm with Julian. You got to get your money in good. And that's all that counts. We, we take worst, every percent we can. The worst hey, thing honey, people can do is like, all right, I like, I like two favorites. I really like them in a money line parlay, <laughs> but it's minus 180. I need to put one more in. The one that you put in is always going to lose on that, whatever, Saturday afternoon. So I'll look to Sunday. Okay, I have one team I love on Sunday, or I love this team on Monday night football. I'm just going to use that. I'll wait and get paid. Uh, honey, we need to take Ryan off the guest list. Okay, let, let's keep going with this <laughs> the second quarter. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead with your no, second I don't, quarter. I don't have much else left on it. I think, that, I think this one is one where the, you know, I went completely against the numbers on the sack prop. This is one where the numbers strongly point to this being – the highest scoring quarter and maybe, you know, things tighten up later in the game. The fourth quarter is obviously a quarter where depending on the score, things can get wild. Um, but if yep. it's a close game, I think we all think it's at least going to be a close game. Um, the second quarter is a quarter where both of these teams have kind of opened things up uh, and then things can maybe get tight in the second half of a, of a game like this. I can assure you the only quarter bets and props that I will have is whatever number my squares are on. I don't touch these quarter <laughs> bets. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that for you gentlemen. <laughs> you know what? We need that kind of, we need that acknowledgement too. Like if maybe some people just need to stay away and you're the voice of reason to stay away. All right. Before we wrap up this show here, is there anything else that we wanted to get to? I feel like we covered a good amount of props here. Everything we wanted to hit on. Do you have anything you want to cover Ryan before we head up? No, I would say the only other bet that I've actually that I the only other prop that I've bet that we that we didn't touch on was a Patrick Mahomes to score the first TD. Uh, I believe that's at eighteen hundred or plus eighteen hundred right now on DK. I think it was closer to plus two thousand early on in the week, but it did get bet a little bit. You guys can fact check me on that. I would have to double check. Um, but if you look at rush attempts around the goal line, Patrick Mahomes has a great success rate. We don't know what this backfield is going to be doing, so I think uh, it's I think I think there's good value there. Like. This was something that I alluded to earlier. I'd probably make this closer to like plus 14 or plus 15. So I think there's good value on it. And look, these are the bets that we want to sweat. If somebody scores, the bet's dead. Let's move on to our next one, right? That, there, that'll scratch your itch, Steve. Like it's dead money. Great. Let's move on. That's Steve what likes, I love. Steve likes quick losers. <laughs> quick losers. You know, you got to put the red X on Twitter, you know, make sure to stay town heavy. You know, you got to do what you got to do. All right. That is, oh, did you have anything on that, Julian? First of all, yeah, I do like that, especially since we're talking about two running backs that might be banged up. Um, Mahomes, turf toe, whatever. He's not going to feel his toe when he's on the field. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I do have something else I want to talk about, Steve. Oh. Our unreasonable odds boost. That oh, my God. We do. Bozo. 
Sorry, I, I, I did forget to mention that. As we've been doing the Unreasonable Odds podcast as your own odds boost on the DraftKings Sportsbook, try to help make you some money here. So we do have ours for this week. I think it's hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully people like this one. You know, had a little pushback one of the weeks. But we have um, Holmes over three touchdown passes and the Chiefs to win. Well, as in, three plus. Three over plus. Over two and a half. Let's start this over so when we edit this, it can be nice and clean, okay? The, Dra- the Unreasonable Odds podcast has their own odds boost that you can go take a look at on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Try to help you make a little bit of money here. This week, we are presenting Patrick Mahomes, at least three touchdowns, and the Chiefs to win, boosted up to plus 130. You can get that on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Go to the odds boost section. I can see Ryan's doing some math in his head as I sit there and talk about this. So hopefully he has a nice take on that one. Well, he likes we the hit- Bucks, so... He can't um, like this. He like yeah, he can't like that one, actually. Yeah, sorry. But we, should, we should have conferred with you first. But that is available over on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Mahomes, three passing touchdowns, and the Chiefs to win at plus 130. Ryan, let's hear your take, good or bad. So to, to be very clear, I have yet to bet a spread or a money line in this game. Oh. I, I am on a stance where initially I thought that there was great value in the Bucks, and I have – tempered my expectations i still think that there's value there according to simulations but it's going to be a close game so just to to go on record i've yet to bet anything my stance is kind of whichever team scores first just bet the other team's live money line at at a good number right and then enjoy your sweat um repeat to me the 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 bet again it was the chief's money line with what so patrick mahomes to throw at least three touchdowns and the chiefs to win at plus 130 I don't know. Ryan also about. has Mahomes potentially rushing one in, which takes away from the pass. Yeah. Pass back. Mm. yeah I don't, I would, I would have it. to, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I'm clicking that one, <laughs> but you know what, <laughs> to, to be a company man and stay on brand, at least you're getting plus money there. And, and that look, the, the chief's money line is close to what? 165 right now on DK Sportsbook. Yep. Um, the over on three and a half, was plus 185 so he has to throw at least three so he can push it three right technically there so yep. that's, no no that's, three caches it yeah three cash uh, sorry that's what yeah. i that's what i meant there's not a there's not a push at three um they no, had i'll help fine. you some with some math it was at plus 110 and yeah, got boosted I, to plus 130 i think i think that's great i i actually don't think if you are on the chiefs and you want to sweat and you're going to a social event and and you know you're kind of just going to eat some wings and and root for the chiefs like that's the perfect bet right there i'm all about that one i love that company answer man i appreciate it we love that answer all right that is gonna do it for the unreasonable odds podcast i've tried to wrap this podcast four times now i promise this is actually the end of the show want to thank our guest ryan hodge from fantasy labs go check him out on twitter at ryan hodge Posts a plenty of, of, of things on his Twitter, like crypto talk, you know, esports talk. He does his projections. You can check out his projections too as well. He'll give you all the links and everything you need. Please go check him out on Twitter. I want to thank him for coming on. Sir, love to have you on again, but we appreciate all your insight for the props for this episode. It was a blast, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me on. And look, at the end of the day, uh, hopefully we, we don't lose money come Sunday and we can just have a good time. <laughs> A lot of green nice. check marks coming from the touts, okay? All right, for, for Julian Edlow, I'm Steve Buchanan. Catch you guys next week. Sick. 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.